3: Was there or not? I mean, he's part of the Muppets, but I don't think he was be- believed a part I don't of think the Sesame Street. Sesame Street. Yeah. Uh, then yeah, you had Cookie Monster. Yeah, you Cookie Monster. I love, loved him. But anyway. The 15, Count. 50, 52 years ago. 52 years ago, Elizabeth, Sesame Street debuted on PBS. Unbelievable. Longest running show yeah. on PBS ever. And uh, still there, and kids can still watch it today. Um, you got a favorite character from Sesame Street?
4: Like say, the Count. You he always the intrigued count. me. All right. And what
3: did he do? <laughs> and he big bird. He counts. Yeah, big bird. He I, <laughs> I kind of like the Swedish Chef.
4: I oh like, yeah, I oh, like yeah. the
3: Swedish Chef. He because you never understand what he's
4: saying. What sort of pattern and it me of? Julia Child.
3: Yeah. He was funny. Yeah. He was funny. Yeah. Hey, in my 8 o'clock hour, I'll play a song about the sinking of a ship back in 1975. I'll give everybody a little bit of uh, get ready for that. And and we do that in the 8, but it'll be played at 6 o'clock hour. Uh, Became a big song for a a singer. Uh, It was a huge, huge tragedy out on the Great Lakes, on Lake Mm -hmm. Superior. And I'll talk Mm -hmm. about that during my six o'clock hour. But, yeah, today was the, uh, the start of Sesame Street, but something even bigger started today. And it happened in 1775. You want to take
4: a guess at it? I have no clue.
3: It was the birth of the Marine Corps.
4: Oh, I I'm supposed to know that. Now my husband's <laughs> he, my husband's a Marine Corps right. veteran. <laughs> he, uh, he's a Marine. They he, call
3: it He's not a he's he's a he's a Marine. Don't don't ever call him just a veteran or anything like that. He's a Marine. Once a Marine, that's always true. a Marine.
4: And let me tell you, they call it the birthday and it is more active around our household that day than it is on Christmas Day. Yeah, it was more uh, people calling and talking and and emailing each other. It's a big deal, so man. That. It's crazy, and I should know this. Yeah, it's a
3: big, it's a big, big deal uh, as far as that's concerned. It really, really is. And uh, I mean, uh, from the halls of Montezuma, what can I say, man? Two hundred and forty-five years old today. Big before deal for the country. For the uh, yeah, before for the Marines, you gotta you gotta love the Marines, man. Got to love them. First in, last out. That's what they'll always tell you. We're the first in and we're the last out. Now, if you're in any of the other branches, uh, kind of the way that we refer to it is bullet catchers. <laughs> <laughs> but that's... <laughs> I guess that's kind of ugly, isn't it, when you think about it? But the bottom line is, yeah, they, they are... Uh, today's their birthday is the birthday of the... Uh, the Marine Corps, uh, it was on this day, well, not this day, but, you know, this birthday that uh, six years ago, I was up at Branson uh, with uh, Colonel North, and we celebrated the uh, the birth of the Marine Corps. That was a cool thing. It was, they had this, you would not believe the size of the cake that they had to support, oh. you know, the, to, to, to have a big party. And you know what they cut it with, right?
4: The sword. I know what they cut it with, yeah. They put, they pull that big old <laughs> Marine sword. Marine Corps dress out. uniform, grab that big sword, and here you go, cut yeah, it the cake. It was That's great. Right.
3: It was it was most I had the, a very good time.
4: Most of the bases used to, I guess they still do, have huge, huge celebrations. Like like say, this is a big deal in the Marine Corps, bigger than most holidays. <laughs> you know, it may be <laughs> the that, birthday. When
3: they have the big, big celebrations, I bet you it's more on Navy bases, uh, ports are called, than it is on, uh, you know, Army or Air Force installations. You know,
4: Not um, familiar with where. I've just seen tons and tons and tons of pictures. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, everybody Marines, decked out in, in, you know, full dress uniform and, like you say, cutting cakes with the big sword. They and have the best. I'm
3: going to be the first to admit it. I was in the Air Force, and I thought our dress uniforms looked good until you see a Marine. Oh. Marine out. dress uniform can't be
4: beat yeah
3: it's absolutely fantastic it really really but it's is not
4: about the look it's what it signifies
3: so to it's everybody okay do you know what it signifies?
4: Uh, I am not a marine simple <laughs> <can provide>. five
3: <laughs> all right well the bottom line from us from from uh, Elizabeth from me and from everybody else uh, that listens to this show, a uh, happy birthday to all of you who have uh, been, are presently you are and that you strive to be a United States Marine. And uh, we salute you for your service. We really do. I
4: fighting, fighting for the freedoms of our country and to keep us free. Dude,
3: they've been in some places, first in, last out, that were really, really bloody. I'm just telling you, really, really bloody. You know, you get into... Get over there to, uh, you know, into Korea and World War II. You get into, you know, Vietnam and all that. Marines had huge, huge uh, parts well, you in a know, lot of those battles.
4: I'm sure it's the case in the Air Force as well. And I know you are you were there. Um, I did not know until I met my husband and learned more about the Marines. One of the first things that happens in boot camp is they put them through a very, very extensive history and, and teach them all about america and all about the marines and it's very in depth things well, that i never learned in school in history class
3: well and it, every it, marine you know jefferson is the one who used them first
4: yep He's, before we were even a country Yeah. before he, we were even a country you know, we had the marines you know
3: they sent us uh, they sent the marines over to uh, what was it tripoli that the muslims were giving us problems? the
4: shores of tripoli with the muslims that's right yeah
3: take care of it all right so anyway Happy birthday to if, to the Marines! If you were a Marine, if you want to be a Marine, uh, you know, if you presently are a Marine, uh, we uh, we salute you for uh, your service. They got started in 1775, so that would, have, I guess, they fought under Washington. I'm going to assume. I have to go back and look all that up. But also today was the birthdate of Sesame Street, 52 years ago. And for kids, that's a big deal. It just is. For little kids, it's a big deal. Uh, I was a sophomore in high school when it came on. And yeah. it was on PBS, which meant it was at that time on the, you remember you had VHF and you had UHF. Do you remember when you, we had our yes. channels? Anyway? Okay. Yes. So it was on the ultra high frequency channels. Uh, it was on channel 11, I believe, in Chicago when uh, it came on. WTTW, uh, the the stage still exists today. It's a a lot more uh, watched now than it was when it it first got underway. Elizabeth and I have a lot to talk about today. You know, she said today was waking up and feeling like it was Groundhog's Day, and I kind of agree with her because a lot of the news is all about the election, and it's going to be that way. Let's see. The electors get together So December December, 8th,
4: I thought it was the 12th. Let me look that
3: up. All right. You know, this is going to go on until that is all taken care of. I mean, right now we have no president elect uh, for the future. We have a projected winner. (laughs) We do not have an elected. We've got, I think as the states have until the 8th of December to certify and then it's the twelfth or the fourteenth that the electors it's the 14th. will get it's together. The 14th. and when they, ca- when they cast their ballots, then it's going to be in concrete. So expect that we're going to have the, this fight for a long time. Yet it's not; it's not going to change. Now, yesterday, an interesting thing happened on Real Clear Politics. And Elizabeth and I will take that up immediately when we get back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. 16 after 6 on a Tuesday. Stay tuned. We've got some things to really talk about. All right. We continue here on the, uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. I told you I had some uh, bigger news for you uh, today that I wanted to talk about. And uh, the the news is last night somebody texted me. And says to me, Dave, have you seen Real Clear Politics? And to me, that that's one of the better sites that you can look at as far as politics go. Not saying that they're any any less liberal than the other sites, other than that they um, they they give you stories from all the political spectrums. Well, last night, and it was without any fanfare. Uh, which kind of caught me off guard they reduced uh president elect they say i'll just say candidate uh joe biden they ele- they they dropped his uh, electoral votes from 290 to 259 did you see that elizabeth
4: I did see that. In fact, I've got a screen print coming. When I looked at Real Clear Politics last night, their splash page looked a little different than it looks this morning. It was a lot more splashier. Okay. (laughs) They've they've, uh, changed the size of their headline and their their front splash about that down to a very small and sort of normal-looking page this morning.
3: (laughs) Well, when I looked at it, I thought somebody had hacked them. I mean, that's what I literally thought, because I, you know, when I saw that, I started jumping on every other news site that I could think of, and none of them had made any changes. Only RCP had.
4: Right. It's, uh maybe they're trying to be a real reporting organization, perhaps, although they wouldn't be at the number they're at now if that were accurate, so... Um, I honestly don't remember. Somebody told me last night which state they dropped, but I'm not sure. Pennsylvania. Really they dropped Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Yeah. 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 That's right. Frankly, I'm losing track. There's so many numbers and so many problems in so many different states that it's hard to keep track of it all. Well, you know,
3: even if they just dropped Pennsylvania, uh, Biden would have more than the 270, I would think, right?
4: Well, he's at 259, according to their calculations this morning. Yeah. Um, I know that to look at it the other way, uh, apparently, from what I'm reading, that Trump has to pick up every outstanding state now uh, in order to reach 270. You know? um, but, again, it depends on which map you look at as well. Um, the maps that we're seeing on mainstream media, of course, are skewed according to what they believe, not what the actual certified results are, of course.
3: Yeah, because they haven't been certified yet.
4: Yeah, that's why it feels like Groundhog Day every day right now. And what was it? (laughs) It true. 36 days with with, uh, um, Mr. Gore. It took 36 days. You might as well buckle in for a while. It's going to be this way.
3: (laughs) Yeah, and I I wholeheartedly uh, agree with that. I think, uh, you know, you're right on. As far as that, I'm going to RCP right now, uh, just to see if there's been any kind of change at all. And I don't believe that there has. If it has, it's happened not just,
4: overnight.
3: Yeah, not happened. overnight. Okay. To see if how. You give
4: me just a minute. I'm going to publish on your web on your uh, Facebook page the picture of what it looked like last night, and. Uh, Again, it was quite a bit uh, – there, there. if you've seen real clear politics in the last few days, it was a rather large uh, display, you know, of who's winning and that sort of thing. And this morning, it's looking a little different. I just think that's a little Okay,
3: strange. well, here's how it looks right now. As you bring up the landing page, it says, Election 2020, President Biden-Harris, 259, Trump-Pence, 214. U.S. Senate, Democrats 48, Republicans 49. Democrats are plus one and Republicans minus one. We lost a Senate seat in Arizona. Democrats picked up one in Arizona. The U.S. House says Democrats 215, Republicans 200. Minus four for the Democrats plus five for the Republicans, that's a gain of nine as far as we're concerned. That's a nine point swing.
4: I know you all talked about this yesterday, but I just find it beyond believable that we were predicted, the Republicans were predicted to have lost what They, they say, well, we have to defend 27 seats in the House. Well, we didn't lose any seats. In fact, we gained.
3: Yeah, we gained and 5.
4: The only reason that this chart now shows 48-49 in the Senate is we have this race going on in Georgia, which oh by the way, it's that state where we also have all the problems with the national presidential race. It's it's beyond believable. It's beyond credibility that we should have these types of skewed results. There was there were I think I read 14 Republican women who were elected across the country. Um, Ms. No, no, sto- hey, from,
3: no story there, because those women are Republicans.
4: Right. You you might remember uh, Representative Stefanik from New York, I believe is the way you say her name. She was very prominent in the impeachment uh, yep. fiasco. She made it a point to go out and recruit. She recruited... And those women won. We have 14 more Republican women in the House now. Um, this number for Mr. Pence on the election results, Pence and Trump, has not changed since Tuesday night. I, get, they I refuse to give credit.
3: Now, I'm going to give you some homework to do. Out in Colorado, there is a female that was elected to the House of Representatives. First female ever from this district. I think it's the third district in Colorado. Her last name is Boebert, I believe it is, and she owns a restaurant that's an open carry restaurant. All the waitresses have guns on their hips. Ooh. And uh, What's
2: her
3: name? Boebert, B-O-E-B-E-R-T, I believe, is what her name is. Wow. I had seen, a, I had seen this story in passing, and uh, man, you should see what the left
4: says about her unbelievable oh. yeah i mean well, she's a QAnon backer day if you're not supposed to talk about those well, no, she
3: she she <laughs> said that she wasn't later on in the uh, I, campaign
4: i'm aware of that i'm just saying you know that's that's they're they're um, a hard right gun activist
3: yeah well that's how the dare key. you she's a huge hard right gun activist in fact she showed up in aurora Uh, Colorado when Beta Aurora came in and uh, put him in his place. I don't know if you remember that or not.
4: I don't remember the specifics. I do generally remember. I see now who she is. I remember her picture because she's a, a petite gal and she carries a Glock. Yeah. (laughs) So she's sort of, uh, I I think, a little, uh, I'd say, intimidating. Yeah, she moved in Rifle, Colorado. She has a restaurant. That's it. Rifle,
3: Colorado, which is a great place to have a restaurant that is a strong Second Amendment (laughs) type of restaurant. But it's just amazing to read what the what the left has said about her. I mean, they have called her just about every name that they can possibly call. In fact, the president. I think it was Tipton who was the uh, the uh, U.S. representative from there, and she beat him in the primary. The president had backed him, and I'm sure backed him because they didn't think this lady had a a chance in a snowball in Hades of winning. She only raised $160,000 to run for the wow. uh, uh, for the uh, election, and won. And didn't win small; she won big. So it was interesting. She just she just got in there and started saying, "Hey, this is the way this guy's been voting and stuff. He's not your friend by any stretch of the uh, imagination." So anyway, that's the uh, that's some information that we got this morning. Uh I I'm going to see if I can call her and I can get her to come on the show. Be fun to I'd talk she- to her.
4: You know, she's got the mandate now. You know, if you have that kind of a vote with those sorts of headwinds and that few, you know, few funds in your in your coffer, um, that's that's the people speaking. That's not a manufactured vote or a changed in the middle of the night delivered by truck at 4 a.m. vote. That's a mandate by the citizens.
3: By the way, we got 30 seconds and we got uh, we got news. Uh, Have you heard the left saying that they have a mandate now? Have you been That's hearing this? That's what I'm referring to. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? They're saying that they have a mandate. This is, I think, other than Bush and Gore, it's going to be the closest election ever. And they're Don't saying... Don't let
4: them gaslight you. Yeah. Don't that let means, fool That you.
3: means that we've got, you know, because we won, we've got the mandate. All right.
4: It's the same thing. Say right, it okay. enough Hold times on. and we'll make you believe it.
3: All right. Hold on. Yeah, it's the, Go- the Goobles thing. All right, back with you. Elizabeth Sotolaro is my guest during this first hour. She won't be with us at 6 p.m. She has some uh, important business to take care of. The Bi- uh, Bible Guys <coughs> excuse me, are coming up at 7 o'clock. And if you still have a question for them, if you'll send it to BibleGuys at SalemLR.com, I'll get it and make sure that I ask it during the, uh, the 7 o'clock hour. Yesterday, when I had the uh, power panel on, I was uh, talking about Supreme Court Justice Alito, uh, Samuel Alito, and that I had seen a story dealing with him and uh, Pennsylvania. And because let me just say, Pennsylvania is a mess. It is a absolute mess. I mean, look, you you go back to the Spanish flu and read some of the articles back then, and they'll tell you that uh, Philadelphia was as corrupt then uh, as they are now. So this has been a long, ongoing problem uh, with this city. But uh, Supreme Court Justice, Justice Alito issued a temporary order Requiring Pennsylvania elections officials to segregate ballots received after 8 p.m. on election day. Now, this seems right to me. If if you look at the at the postmark, if it's not happening uh, coming in before election day or on election day, I personally don't think uh, it should be counted. And I and I'm seeing that. Uh, some of the Supreme Court justices have uh, kind of suggested they feel the same way, which could turn this whole election on its head. Uh, What do you say to that, Elizabeth?
4: Well, of course, that's what we all would hope would occur when you read the Constitution and our founding documents. Things talk about election day, not election season. And I think that the Democrats, as we all knew, and they told us, Dave, they told us what they were going to do. They said, we're going to, you know, do mail-in ballots and all these things, and now we're reaping the results of all of that. They have completely ripped up our election process. And in the process, I think, you know, a lot of folks, I certainly have no confidence at the moment that it's going to come out the way it should, meaning legal votes are counted and what are we going to do about all this corruption and, and obvious problems? There are all over 2,500 different incidents so far have been recorded. That's unacceptable. I mean, when you have 140 million votes, you're going to have some issues. Okay, yeah. I've worked inside the election process. It really gave me insight. It was a good thing to do. By the way, you folks that are looking for something to do, go volunteer and help with elections. We need good, honest people in those processes. Uh, but, but the 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 volume of trouble that we're having and that we're now finding out about is. To me, it's flat unacceptable, and it's very clear evidence that the election is being stolen. That's just all there is to it. I hope that we can get in front of the Supreme Court and get some definitive rulings and precedent on what our elections are supposed to be, since apparently, as always, the Democrats can't abide by... The principles, follow the rules, the structures that we've all followed for 240 years. They can't play. Well, they don't like it. They're not they don't even play.
3: abiding by their own state Supreme Court.
4: I understand. They will do whatever it takes to regain power, and they've done it. I mean, I think that a lot of what we're seeing has not popped up overnight as far as these errors and problems that, that we're uncovering. They obviously are well practiced at their skill set.
3: So you know <laughs> nicely said <laughs> nicely said well practiced in their skill set. I like that they they look the Democrats have been cheating for a long long time. I'm one of them we can talk about not in Philadelphia, but in Chicago. I saw Chicago. It, I saw it happen in nor- Northwest Indiana in Northwest Indiana there'd be there'd be elections being held and uh, somebody would be ahead. And it might be a Democrat, in fact, but it, was some, it wasn't somebody playing for the party. And uh, they'd be up, you know, four or five hundred votes going into the end. And all of a sudden, a couple of boxes of votes appeared out of nowhere mm-hmm. and uh, would put them over the top. And then a couple of months later, they find a couple of boxes of votes that were for the other person. I mean, it was, uh, it was unbelievable. Somehow. Yeah, unbelievable. Somehow. Hey, Corey and Cabot wants to talk to us. Corey, how are you? And welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show.
5: I'm doing pretty good. How
3: about yourself? I'm doing fantastic.
5: Good. Uh, I was just calling to offer my opinion about something. Um, you know, they've been after President Trump since he was elected. Back back whenever he got elected, back in 2016, um, they thought that surely Hillary's going to beat this this reality tv show guy you know yeah and um and, and they you can see it in their faces whenever they call because no one wanted to call and it was obvious that he won and we didn't have any problems with that election like we are with this one of course but uh, i say that to say um from looking at the bigger picture or whatever um uh, biden's son had strong connections with china and i would really really hate to find out that the only way that they could because they tried impeachment they've tried they've tried all this stuff to smear trump's uh, character and everybody that follows him i would hate to find out that that they caused all this the coronavirus and all this stuff just so that we could have mail-in ballots so that they could find a way to cheat because that was the only way they were going to win they're they're, they're not going to win on a on a fair pod on a fair playing field so they knew that they had to come up with something and and trump's not a he's not really a politician he's 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 like you and I hate. And that's why we voted for him is because we're, we're sick of the, you know, sick of the polit- politician stuff. And I'll, and I'll get off here and listen to you.
3: All right. Appreciate your call. And uh, you're exactly right. I mean, they were after Trump before he was elected president. Let's let's make sure about that. I mean, we've got all the information. We've seen emails now and text messages that uh, they were spying on the Trump campaign and trying to sort uh, short circuit it. And uh, that the uh, the former Secretary of State for Obama, uh, Hillary Clinton, former First Lady, uh, she was the one who ginned up the whole dossier. I mean, I, I mean, we can go on and on and on here. To listen to the to the left right now, tell me that you know we all need to sit down and, and behave ourselves and fold our napkins and put it over our right knee amazes sure. me after what they have done over the last five years. It is you know, absolutely I seem, amazing.
4: Yeah, I seem to remember um, President Donald Trump asking for unity as well, like in his inaugural speech or right after that. I remember. I remember. I don't think they heeded that message. And, uh, you know, we never dreamed, I think, that... I think many of us who've been involved in politics see, and I, I've called it a game for years. It's a very serious blood sport, but it's a game. And whether or not, gosh, I sure don't want to think the Democrats were in collusion with the Chinese on the virus, but they certainly, certainly took full advantage of the crisis in order to implement this mail-in voting scheme deal. Um, I'm not sure. I just don't under, Well, I have my thoughts about it, but I'm not sure why we really didn't fight it so hard in the beginning. And my thoughts are that I frankly feel that the GOP party has failed the American public. They are not stepping up. They're not stepping up today. Where are all the GOP candidates and all the GOP who has won on Tuesday on the coattails of President Trump when he basically, and I saw this on the Internet, he had coattails, but he has no coat. That makes no sense. That makes no sense. But where are they standing up for the the correct thing to be done? There's been a handful, but they should be all over social media to counteract what's happening with our press. I mean, just yesterday, and of course, you know, I think you talked about this yesterday as well, how Fox News has really fallen for uh, the other side, in my opinion, um, just yesterday, there was a news news conference with Kayleigh McEnany and the RNC, Lana McDaniel, talking about all these incidents of fraud. Neil Cavuto, in the middle of it, said, well, we really just don't need to hear this disinformation anymore. And he cut it right off, and they did not show it on Fox News. And if people, I guess one good thing is if people haven't realized until now uh, how in the bag our press is, then maybe they will after what they're seeing this last few
3: days. Yeah, it's a good possibility. It's very disconcerting. A lot of things that we have seen here over the uh, the last few days. But before we go to break, I want to go back uh, to again to Alito, and uh, this is a story that I knew I had seen. I didn't know where it was at. I went looking for it, and uh, and found it. And uh, Alito basically was saying, hey, look, uh, it is important that we understand uh, that we've got a serious, serious problem here in the way that they are counting uh, votes. And uh, he was really upset, to say the least. And uh, this is off of Fox News uh, website. They reported it. They didn't pursue it. I will say that they didn't pursue it. They reported it. Uh, The move granted a GOP request, at least for now, to place ballots in a secure sealed container and have them counted separately, if at all. Again, this is Alito issuing a temporary order requiring Pennsylvania elections officials to segregate ballots received after 8 p.m. on uh, election day. The uh, Pennsylvania GOP asked the Supreme Court for an emergency order after it was unable to get at least 25 of the county boards to confirm they were already doing that, and Alito agreed. He declined to address a separate request uh, at that time, uh, and I just lost my story. I'm trying to get it back up here.
4: Well, the reason—I mean— I think this happened Friday or Saturday, and, of course, one of the reasons this is so uh, important, other than the obvious segregating of the ballots, it apparently is, according to many sources, signaling the perhaps indication that the Supreme Court will not allow, you know, votes to be counted after Election Day. This Tempor- well, it's not a temporary ruling, but it's not—it's just a, a momentary ruling. It's not a ruling on the overall merits of the case. But yeah. people are looking at it as a signal that the Supreme Court could possibly rule nothing after Election Day gets counted yeah. in it, Pennsylvania.
3: Now, he declined. He declined to address uh, a separate request for an emergency yeah. order to stop those ballots from being tallied. But people believe this is Alito basically saying, hey, pay attention here, because for him to do that wouldn't be a, a big step. It just would not be a big step. So let's, uh, we'll hope to see more on that. It's been three days since he addressed this. We'll see what else that he he has to say. All right, got to get a break in, Elizabeth. Let's do that, then we'll come back and continue here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, so let's finish up this hour. We've got about eight minutes uh, remaining. Alito said there is a petition on the merits of the case still pending before the Supreme Court, which could potentially step in to overturn the Pennsylvania Supreme Court and void votes after they have been cast in a state that has the potential to decide the presidential election. Alito has ordered the opposing side to file a response by 2 p.m. on Saturday. So we're going to have to keep our eye on that. Republicans had sued in a bid to make sure the late-arriving ballots were segregated in the hope that another lawsuit aiming to disavow the state from counting ballots that arrived after Election Day would be successful. Democrats had asked the court to hold off on taking any action on the Republicans' request. And as, as of 8 p.m. last Friday, former Vice President Joe Biden was leading President Trump in the state by about 20,000 votes. On Wednesday, Trump was leading Biden, are you ready for this, For by hundreds of thousands of votes in Pennsylvania. And then just before midnight, there was a huge drop, a big ballot drop in Philadelphia, and the president's lead shrank to around 24,000 votes. That's Thursday, two days after the election. Listen to me closely. Two days after the election, as they start counting up and have to decide, well, how, 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 many, how many ballots do we got to swing this by?
4: That's what happened. Never and ever have we ever stopped counting votes. Uh, and I think it's in Philadelphia, I read this, I don't remember exactly which location, at 10.30 at night, and they counted votes behind closed doors when nobody knew it until 1 a.m.
3: Yes, they sent sent all the poll watchers home at at that time and shut the doors and and said said they they were going to stop, and then they counted until early in the morning, three 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 and a half hours more. With nobody around, and then
4: they knew. Then they thought they knew how many numbers they needed, so that they could go in and manipulate it the other direction. Um, on the other side, overnight in Nevada, Biden has lost a couple of thousand votes. Now he's only there's only a half percentage point between Biden and Trump in Nevada, and there's still
3: did I see oh, I seventy
4: thousand votes? One thousand votes. Yes, okay, 60, seventy thousand votes. Yeah. Um, Biden and Trump are less than one percentage or one percentage apart in five different battleground states. It's close. This is what you hear when you listen to the alternative news sources and not the mainstream news.
3: Yeah, this is, uh, there's a lot of don't, if you're a if you're a Trump supporter, don't give up. They tried, they, up. they already tried to do that. It irritated me to no end yesterday. When I saw Fox and they had the little cry on at the bottom and talked about Biden uh, being the winner of the election. And I said, he's not the winner of the election. He's not the winner. Not, he's not the winner. They do in,
4: not name the winner. Yeah. They do not name the winner. No, it's it's, it's, the
3: it's it's going to be the states when they certify all the votes and then the electors when they sit down and they cast their electoral votes and i there, there's a lot more still to go here again november 8th is when the states certify november 14th is when the electoral uh, college meets so uh, december
4: december 14th yeah you got december
3: 14th. yeah did i say november yeah december You said
4: november but i don't think in arkansas we're not the certification date it hasn't happened yet
3: so no the certification's yeah. not till December the 8th.
4: Yeah, December 8th and yeah. December 14th. So we've got quite a ways to go.
3: Yeah, a whole month. lot of ways to of go. Groundhog I mean, days. Almost almost <laughs> a full month still to go. Uh, on, well, and on all we need
4: this. to tell people where you can find better information. If you're listening still to Fox News and mainstream news, you're not getting clear information. And you'll have to go out on the Internet. You'll have to go to YouTube, unfortunately. You'll have to look for other sources of of uh, factual information, Newsmax, One America News. Um, Dan Bongino is involved with social media alternatives. You need to be looking at those sources and those sites. Beware also that all the crazies are out there in those areas, too, because they've left Twitter and Facebook. But most people, if we have enough information, this is the principle of free speech in our country. More speech, more speech, more speech. Then you are uh, able to sort through what you're hearing and you can find what you know to be true instead of hearing only the state sponsored messages.
3: Okay, I'm going to give you two minutes now. All right, a lot of people are leaving Facebook. Where are they going?
4: They're going to Parlor. Okay, Parlor.
3: <laughs> is is Parlor like Facebook? It's-
4: it's a it's an alternative social site it's p a r l e r parlor it's an alternative social site it i find it to be sort of a mixture it's not really a replacement for twitter directly it's not really directly a replacement for facebook the key piece of parlor is that it does not censor speech unless it is clearly illegal you know pornographic and that sort of thing not allowed um you are able to freely interact and express, and your information when you stick it out there is not uh, downplayed or shadow banned. And as of the weekend, Parler is the number one downloaded app on Apple. So many people have left Fox News after this last few days when people have seen that Fox News is no different than the rest of the mainstream media even though some people still were clinging to the belief that they were still the conservative news network they used to be. Uh, but now Parler is the number one downloaded app. Um, Mr. Dan Bongino, of course, was sick former Secret Service agent who has his own podcast. You should look up the Dan Bongino show. And uh, he talks every day. He put his money where his mouth is. He invested in the Parler application. He also invested in a video App called Rumble. Rumble is the alternative to YouTube. And several, uh, not several, I have found almost all the conservatives that have been bumped off of Twitter and Facebook are on Parler. And many of them are now going to rumble with their video podcasts. All right. So Dan Bongino invested in those two uh, alternatives in order to give people a free speech platform in America.
3: All right. Thank you very much, Elizabeth. I'll catch up with you later on today. Elizabeth Siltelaro here on The Dave Elswick Show. Stay tuned. The Bible Guys are coming up. there uh heidi who, who are you playing what's the music Who's the title of the group
6: that's newsboys love liberty disco
3: can i say that that song has a whole lot of temptations in it uh, i mean that's got a ton of temptations and that's it. great stuff gotta love that i love love to say i thought i thought you started me off with papa was a rolling stone to be honest with you <laughs> i was excited i'm a big temptations fan oh, yeah. huge temptations yeah. fan so it's but, got a yeah, lot of yeah. sin in it is <laughs> yeah i guess so talent's not sin is what you do with it yeah. all right then. Mm-hmm. i'm going to tell you what the uh the temptations had a lot of talent Woo. yeah lots of talent all right seven after seven the bible guys are here they're all back with us and uh it's going to be a, a, a great time uh to talk with them today. A lot of the questions are the same, guys, Mm -hmm. now, because of what's going on uh, in our culture. Uh, People are asking, you know, well, how do we pray? How should we be acting during all of this kind of stuff? And let me just, a couple of questions for you today. We'll start off with one that came in uh, early, early yesterday. And it says, could you ask the Bible guys to address the current political situation? How do we pray? What do we pray? Do we just yield to these times or do we resist? So with that said, I'll turn it over to you guys.
7: All right, well, I guess... Uh, <laughs>
3: I'm, looking at, well, I'm uh, looking at Steve, and I can see Steve, and I'm telling you, military Steve wants to come out right <laughs> now. Steve does want to. I'm going to put him on a shelf okay. for a Put him on a
7: shelf. Uh, right, what was the first part of that question, Dave? It uh, says, uh, how do we pray? Could you
3: ask the polit- Bible guys to address this current political situation? Okay. How do we pray? What do we pray? And do we just yield to these times or resist?
7: Mm. Right. Um, well... Uh, as far as how to pray, um, you know, I guess it depends on your on your position. But uh, if, for people who understand the uh, uh, the Holy Spirit and the ability to um, to pray in the Spirit, if you are filled with the Holy Ghost and uh, you understand what I'm talking about, there the evidence of being able to speak in tongues and and, and pray that way. The Bible says that when we don't know how to pray uh, as we should, uh, if we pray in the Spirit, then we are praying out the perfect will of God. So if you're in a place, um, can I stop you there just for sure, for sure.
3: on Sunday? James Bennett's my pastor over at New Life Church in in Cabot, and I heard him say exactly what you're saying right now, mm-hmm. and I don't know how many people who were sitting there at church understood what he was saying.
7: Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. About praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit, yeah. Yeah, it's a, uh, if you take the whole context there, he's talking about praying in the the Holy Spirit, it talks about with, with groanings and, mm-hmm. and, and so forth, that, uh, Cannot be spoken in articulate speech, and so we're talking about praying in the spirit. This is um, this is um, the Apostle Paul said things such as, uh, you know, I'll pray with my understanding, and I'll pray with the spirit. I'll sing with my understanding, I'll sing in the spirit. There's a there's a spirit prayer which deals with uh, speaking with uh, unarticulate speech or speaking with uh, uh, with tongues. It's a spiritual gift uh, that comes from the infilling of the Holy Spirit, baptism of the Holy Ghost. And it, the Bible says there it says that when you don't know how to pray for as you should. Uh, then you, you then you pray in the spirit and you 're praying out the perfect uh, will of God so I always encourage you if you're if you're in, if you if you have that ability to to do that because you know right now everybody 's emotions gets involved and you don 't know mm-hmm. what is you and what 's your own will because you don't want, you don't want to pray your own will on a situation and of course you can always be praying you know Lord, you know let your will be done in the situation uh, that 's obviously a prayer you can pray for in uh, with your with your mind but we want we want truth we don't want cheating we don 't want stealing we want the truth to uh um to prevail in this situation so as far as prayer goes i would be praying out um uh, the, the will of god be done I've been, i'm praying this quite honestly for myself with regarding all this confusion there's a verse of scripture uh that tells us this in the book of luke i'm drawing a blank on the exact i think it's chapter seven uh and it says that um i'll tell you what let me just go ahead and look that up really quick i've got it really i think i've got it pretty pretty close here to uh to hand to the tablet yes on my <laughs> tablet it says yeah it's in a it's in luke um Luke 8 uh, and in Luke 8 here it says um, it says for nothing is secret that will not be revealed or anything hidden that will not be known and come to light therefore take heed how you hear uh, and um, it goes on for whoever has shall be him given more and whoever shall just not have him will be taken away so I've been praying that that which is secret will be revealed yeah. So if anything's being done that's in secret, it'll be revealed. Yep. If anything's hidden, it'll be brought to us. So it's praying light into dark places. It's done, things done in in darkness and deceit will be made known. Um, so we want to flesh it out, regardless of what side of the political spectrum it's on. If right. anything's being done with deception, we want it. Uh, we want it uh, revealed. I'm I'm hogging the mic here, guys. But uh,
8: I mean, actually, that's a, the way I've been praying about this whole thing. Yep. I don't. Um, I kind of prayed for the person that I wanted to win, but at the same time, the majority of my prayer was that uh, that God's perfect plan and perfect will in the election be Absolutely done. Absolutely. Right. So, if you know, we have an idea that those who lean to the right that somehow it's God's will that Trump would win, and it may not be the case. Uh, so, we got to be cautious with that. I have, too have been praying for the corruption to be found out, left and right. Amen. Because we want honor and integrity and justice and good government. We don't want all this garbage that has just infected this government all the way, I mean, to its foundation. I mean, it's so deep. um, I don't know how we could ever dig it all out. But uh, that's the thing I've been praying is that whatever it is, that everything would become uh, exposed and brought to light.
0: Yeah. Now, now I will say that uh, my guy won, um, but he won 2,000 years ago. Uh, <laughs> I, look, these are political parties. I, I heard cars screeching and going all yeah. over the road when you said that for, for Absolutely, cars. So uh and intentionally so, right? Uh-huh. Um uh, the while political parties are important, um my the the king of my kingdom sat on his throne and has been seated on his throne mm-hmm. for a very long time at this point. So uh from the foundation of the earth. Um and Matt, go go figure that the that the universe that was created by his will and for his pleasure he already sits in in kingship over so uh, while I do want um, light to, to to reveal darkness to, to shove darkness away and um, really the I've had a hard time explaining so my children are 13 and about to be 18 and 19 uh, my two oldest both turn turn uh, they're both, their birthdays are in November, uh, and I've had a hard time explaining to them because they're still so new and shiny. <laughs> they don't understand the corruption that exists in the world. They've been <laughs> a, a little bit sheltered. Um, so I've had a hard time explaining to them just how much uh, evil, we, we just have to call it evil, that are on both sides mm-hmm. of the aisle, things that are being done in secret, um, and my, my prayer has been exactly what you guys have discussed, just let the light come in and reveal um. when when we see evil, we tend to recognize evil. The problem is that evil likes to hide in the shadows, mm-hmm. and we just need more light. Lord, we just need more light on the situation.
8: Well, I was talking uh, on the phone yesterday, <clears throat> I think it was, and I was talking about this, this situation, and we all love this country. You know, I spent 21 years in the military, love this country. We all grew up in a time in which um, the country was still a patriotic and love god and there were still a fair amount of morals and ethics in the nation but if we're going to pray and believe uh that we're going to ultimately trust god's will then it might be that it's time for the course of america to come to an end in god's plan um we will go no 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 well every time you just go out through history um, the nations have had their course, they had their time. If you go back to the book of Daniel, when God prophesied the four kingdoms that would rise up, they would—they were for a time. And uh, if that's what we're seeing come here to this nation, uh, then really our, our prayer for a certain leader in vain or a certain prayer for it to continue on its course is in vain because it just might be the time that, that America had on the world stage to come to its end. We just have to kind of accept that that might be a possibility.
3: Well, I... That's something that crossed my mind this weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as I was thinking about it, I said, "Perhaps the Lord is wanting Biden to win Mm -hmm. and the left to win, so that we this the the, the people in this country understand what it is that's out there that they may not want Mm -hmm. after they see what they got." Mm -hmm. Correct, and that's the 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 model that we need to look at is what happened to Israel.
8: There really hasn't been a cry for repentance in this nation. There, you go. Yep. there has been a cry for patriotism right. and Americanism. Right. And so that really got accelerated with President Trump. And and people still don't appreciate what we have in this nation or really had because we've lost so much of it. And, and I'm okay with the idea that... that God wants Biden to win, wants the communists to take over so that the thumb gets put on us so we realize what we've had, well, and I, then maybe we'll fight for it again.
0: I don't know that it's God who wants that, but God has always judged nations who chose evil leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to be a little cautious here because I did just use the evil word in talking about a leader. And if this nation has truly chosen a president who represents uh, wholehearted, massive slaughter of children... Uh, evil in practice in every way we can think, um, kicking out of God in every public square, then at some point, God has to look around and go, well, this is what y'all chose. And I have always punished nations who made that choice. And therefore, um, a time of judgment would have to come. Uh, I, I just don't, you know, we've, on Tuesday evenings, we've we've joked on a lot of occasion, uh, occasions that if God doesn't judge us soon, He has to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. Period, um, because they've got to be so the 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 folks who lived in Sodom and Gomorrah have got to be looking around going, uh, "Excuse me, I mean, look what these people are doing." Yeah. Um, and, and I think the only reason the na- that this nation has continued is the same thing we saw at Sodom. Uh, uh, Lord, what if there are fifty righteous? Uh, there are still some righteous people here. There are still some people praying. But at some point, God has to judge a nation who insists on pumping this much evil into the world.
7: Mm. If you look at the uh, the cycle that you have in the book of Judges where when the people were evil, when they were doing wrong, um, God gave them evil rulers. And the purpose of that uh, was that they would Feel the oppression, and then they would begin to repent, and they would cry out to God. Revival would begin; they'd get their hearts right, and then the evil rulers would be overthrown, and they'd have a good ruler. Yeah. And it would continue that way until they started going Cycling down back. again, and yep. they get another bad one. It's 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 sowing and reaping, isn't it? Um, Absolutely. And we've made decisions about what we're going to sow, and uh, there is a reaping. Otherwise, so so either otherwise, seed time and harvest, sowing and reaping is not a law that works. If it's a law that works, then what we've sown as a nation, we will. Begin to read, and my one of my big concerns was, and I think we need to go to a break. Yeah, go ahead. One of my big up. concerns was this: was that people began to put uh, too much faith in Donald Trump, right, and not enough faith in, in God. He Damn began yeah. to become almost an idol to a lot of people. And although he ha- he has his personality, when he would say things like "I'm the best," "I'm the greatest," "No one's ever done this," I kept thinking to myself, uh, "Pride goes before destruction; a haughty spirit before a fall." You cannot keep do, living this way without. Now, I was hoping that if it was going to happen, it would happen later on in his life. I didn't want it to happen now, but, but you know, you there has to be some humility coming in somewhere, and that was one thing that really was a red flag to me because he was just he was always the best at absolutely right. everything. everything. Yeah, everything. Pride
3: goeth before the fall. Mm-hmm. All right, nineteen after seven. The Bible guys are here. If you want to call in, you can do that. Five zero one eight two three zero nine six five. That is the number. 501-823-0965, or send us a question, email it to Guys at SalemLR.com. Don't forget about uh, my good friends over at PI Roofing. They want you to know that if you need some work on your roof, you can get it done now before we get into winter time and the water on your roof starts freezing up and you got problems and suddenly you got water dams uh, in certain places and that causes leaks and that lets water into your house and that's, you know, starts making mold and and you start seeing, you know, bad spots on your ceilings. You don't want any of that to happen. So, you know, be proactive. Call PI Roofing 707 707-3551, 707-3551. These are the folks that I use. I've used them several times, once to replace my whole roof. That was about nine or ten years ago. And then uh, I had call them when I had a couple of leaks because uh Direct TV was drilling in my my uh my roof and didn't seal it correctly. And they fixed that up for me as well. That just happened just a few months ago. 707 3551. They'll take care of you. Like they take care of me. I have people who tell me all the time, yeah, Dave, you're on the radio. They want to make sure they take care of you. Hey, they understand that if one of you calls me and tells me that PI Roofing screwed you, I'll be calling PI Roofing and seeing what's going on, get the whole story. Uh, I, I, hey, look, word of mouth is my word uh, is important as long as you know is what I'm saying is true. So call PI Roofing, 707-3551, or visit them online at PIRoofing.com. All right, I've got about four minutes remaining here before we get to rush at the bottom of the hour. We only dealt with the very beginning of that question. It said, could you ask the Bible guys to address this current political situation? We've done that. Now, how do we pray? All right, how do we pray? We, we kind of touched on it, mm-hmm. and what do we pray? And then the last part is probably the best part. Do we just yield or do we resist? So uh, with that said, how do we pray and what do we pray? Let's yeah. ask you uh, uh, about that. And I think sp- praying in the spirit is probably the smartest
0: thing to do here. Yeah. So before we start dealing with that last part, let's be real cautious Um because there are some good old boys out there who are going to take the meaning of that last statement differently than the way we're going to address it. So uh, we don't advocate violence in any way or any uh, fashion at this point. Now, I'm not saying there isn't a time to resist um, in a more aggressive manner, but today is not that day. Now, having said that...
7: Mm -hmm. Well, I... uh, (laughs) Well, I would say this, if we if we believe that what is, is happening is um, um, you know, a struggle between good and evil, light and darkness, if we believe that um, the Bible says that the devil is the father of lies, the Bible says that um, the thief or the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. If you believe that these things are happening within this election process, then we are duty bound to what, do what the Bible says. It says resist the devil. Right. So um, in that manner. We do, but you do your resisting of the devil in the spirit. You right. don't do it in the uh, in the natural. And the way we do that is we engage in what is known as spiritual warfare. You you begin to you begin to bind, you begin to rebuke, uh, you begin to um, to pray over the situation. So, yes, resistance is what you would do, but your resistance is going to be uh, in the spirit. You fighting is in the spirit. The Bible talks about the about putting on armor, about using a sword, but it's all related back to uh, dealing with things in the um, in the spirit. You can bind things up i mean yeah so we definitely resist but we res- resist in the lord we fight in the um in the spirit
3: hmm it's all right steve
8: <laughs> well no I I, I I agree with uh what they're saying uh, and we can only resist um so much and i really had another point that was really great and i lost it just hmm. a second ago i keep having those i'm uh-huh. gonna have to I really wish I could think. You don't. About you how. don't have
0: Alzheimer's. You got some sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> I remember. Yeah. and Sometimes I don't. I, I yeah. will you gotta say, take that pill that makes you look like Einstein. There you go. You yeah. I will say there that you. in this the same vein, uh, we have to remember. We, we hear it in 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 church all the time. Um, that our enemy is not flesh and blood. I don't wage war against flesh and blood. Um, and we hear that in church, and then we walk outside and go. Now let's go fight a political fight. Um, yes, we we have to be involved we, we, we absolutely have to be involved, but we can we must never forget that what we are really battling against is powers and principalities um, we, we, and that that fight can only be fought in the spirit we, and, that cannot be fought in the flesh and the, the The thing that I was thinking is the difference between a
8: political ideology is one thing, so one can say I believe in free market capitalism and freedom and in versus socialism. Uh, in higher taxes. That's a political ideology. But the evil part we're talking about is uh, unrestricted murder of children and an unrepented, immoral, sexually immoral, deviant lifestyle that is promoted by the people on the left. That's the, the biblical wrong answer. So you can debate about whether you believe in socialism, free market capitalism, left versus right from that perspective. But the stuff when we compare evil, we're talking about the murder of children in abortion, and the, the promoting of transgenderism, and homosexuality, and all the other things that the left promotes. That's the evil side of what their agenda
3: is. Yeah, and I agree but, with both of you, uh, all of you about that. We're This is a battle that takes place in a realm that most of us don't
7: go to. And right, and right. And, and didn't, did not the, the Democrats take God out of the party yes, platform? They did. Or, well, there you go. All
3: right. Keep your thoughts to yourself until we come back, but Rush is with us. All right, 25 minutes till 8. The Bible guys are here. You got a question? 501 uh, A230965. That's the number, eight two three zero nine six five. Or send it to uh, Guys at SalemLR.com. And I got to tell you what, we kind of short on questions this week, but I think that has to do because of everything that's going on hey, everybody's over distracted. this week. Everybody yeah. is distracted right now. No doubt about it, but we can't let ourselves be distracted, uh, you know, from the Lord's work. I heard something yesterday that I laughed about, but then I thought about it a little bit, and it said, you want to know if, you know, if you can believe your pastor? If he tells you the grape, uh, what they were drinking... The wine they were drinking in in biblical times was grape juice. Yeah. You might want to check every other factor. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just, I thought that's a a great example. It really, really is. Yeah, grape
7: juice was not invented until the late 1860s. And by uh, a man whose last name was Welch. Yeah. 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 So everything before then had to men.
3: And then all of the stories, all of the parables, the parables of the wineskins, they make no, no sense at all. Yeah. If it was w- grape juice.
0: Well, that's and, true. and waiting to bring out the good wine, right. um, you yeah. know, it wouldn't make any sense unless people were already a little on the tipsy side. Um, <laughs> d- drink wine until you're comforted. Um, that's going to be rough if that's grape juice because it you know, takes a lot of
8: grape juice. I I'm was just wondering if when Paul wrote to Timothy to take a little wine for your stomach's sake, whether it was, um, you know, we look at it as maybe they were looking at almost like an antacid or, you know, and we know that's not what it's about, but I wonder if it was from the nerves. You know what I mean? From being aggravated with dealing <laughs> with work, you know? If that's what he meant by his stomach's sake. <laughs> yeah. you,
3: you see, see his yeah. congregation was driving. <laughs> Telling
0: <into>, uh, <laughs> somebody to, to take a volume or something. Just, yeah, so, just, yeah, go, yeah, just, just go get you a little That's wine, possible. Like, I don't, don't
7: think that was the reason. Was I, really, I really don't. <laughs> All right, Sue
3: is, Sue's in Little Rock. She joins us on the phone. Hi, Sue. How are you? And welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show. The Bible guys are here. What's your question?
9: Well, thanks for letting me ask a question, but quickly, so I, I read both sides. I try to get all the information I can from both sides just so I can understand equally. So John Piper wrote an article, and then Grudem wrote an article, and they were almost opposite. So my question is, how do you, um, what, what would you say about, um, I don't know how to ask the question, actually, but spirit-filled godly men, I'm assuming they're both spirit-filled and both walking with the Lord, but having two totally opposite views. How do Mm. you reconcile that? Two
3: two opposite views on what subject? The election stuff.
9: On political, specifically on this election. And um, Piper basically was saying he wasn't even going to vote, which is his right, totally. But he leads so many people, Mm -hmm. and so many people follow him. And then Grudem was his article was about um, separating uh, personality um, versus the politics versus the platform. Mm -hmm. And so he was strongly encouraging people to look at the platform and vote that way. So both of these guys I would consider to be godly men Mm -hmm. trained, well-read in the scripture, but just such vastly different views. And I don't know how to reconcile that in my mind.
3: All right. Well, that's a great question. And I'm going to turn it over to these guys you listen in, and they'll give you an answer. Okay.
9: Thank you. Thank you lot. for
3: calling. We appreciate that. Okay. So, what do we what do we do in that situation? There's one of the guys I listen
8: to on a regular basis named Dr. Michael Brown, and he was addressing, and I think it was this particular group of men because he was he was.
3: I know who you're talking about.
8: If not, it was about two different, very similar.
7: Uh, but Piper points. definitely was one of them. I think. I think. Yeah.
8: Um, and it was. Um, And what he brought out was obviously everybody's got to be before their own conscience before God. But the question has to deal with how do two people who believe in God, believe in Jesus, have pretty much the same moral belief come to two different conclusions about this man? And I like the way Dr. Baum brought it down. And what he ultimately said was, yes, I have a real problem with the way the president has uh, represented himself, how vile, vitriolic and, and, and condemnatory he's been to so many different people. And, and his, uh, just the mannerisms in which he carries himself. He said, however, he goes, what he said was, it in 20 years from now, he goes, if the people on the left now kill more more babies and promote more immorality, he goes, what am I going to say in 20 years? Is I didn't vote for the guy because he was a meanie? Yeah. And I think that's kind of really what it comes down to is what the, they both had the same view, but the other guy just couldn't vote because of, the way he represented himself.
3: But Sue brings up a good question. How do they they come to that? How do you, uh, I don't know, parse what they believe?
7: I I think that um, without reading the two articles that she's referring to, I don't know if we could speak definitively towards it. However, I think what happens many times is when, if you put before these two men subjects such as um, like we're talking about abortion if you put that there they would both have the same opinion if you put immorality they'd have the same opinion if you put salvation they'd have the same opinion if you you know if you put if you put any uh theological position in front of them they would have the same opinion but when you take something external like a secular election and try to bring that into the spiritual I think that's where you can get a lot of different opinions mm, yeah. uh, so if you try to import secularism into Spirituality, you're going to have probably a varying uh, ways of looking at it. But if you take it from the spiritual and work it outward, uh, then I think we would most of us would agree. You know, I'm probably on ninety percent of what we're talking about. But but when you're talking about a a secular, natural uh, election, and then you're trying to work that into some type of spiritual rationality, I think you can have different uh, opinions. I'd like to read the two articles before I would comment definitively. But um, anytime you bring and, and get this, I mean. You know Steve and Billy and i we we have we all were raised different so we we're, we're going to have some different views on certain things and then we try to to bring those together uh and try to spiritualize them we're going to have some differences of, of of opinion so I think that is um something that should be considered as to why men would have different view something.
0: And we have to understand that the Bible doesn't address everything right? I mean it, it does not tell me how to put on my shoes in the morning. So Steve puts on his left shoe first and that is obviously wrong because I put on my right shoe first. But that's all he puts um, on is his left that's, shoe. He, that's right yeah. and it's weird when he walks around know, with no sock, no sock on his, on his right yeah, foot. It's just <laughs> at, but so there, there are things that simply are not uh, addressed now there are there are concepts and precepts which we can draw from um and hopefully we do that with the guidance of the holy spirit to come to the correct correct conclusions but we still have to come to those conclusions and the flesh can get involved to go figure we are still in the I, flesh
8: i'd like to say something that I, About some that
0: people are going to disagree with me oh, no, it's
7: you. no. Yeah. <clears throat> here he goes
8: again i actually i actually think that the and i can't remember which guy I held held the side against not supporting the president I actually believe that, that President Trump actually exposed a lot of hypocrisy in the church. Yeah. <clears throat> because 20 years ago, when a guy named Bill Clinton ran, the church screamed up and down about his morals mm-hmm. and ethics and the way he did things. But yet, for some reason, when we had a guy with an R in front of his name, the church seemed to go, ah, we're not electing a pastor. We're just it's a president. So they kind right. of seemed to drop um, the moral requirements of leaders. And so I do think there was a level that the church needs to check themselves on and that's why I'm okay with the idea that maybe he doesn't get reelected because it became a political movement than it did a biblical movement. That's just
3: my take on him. All right. So, do we just yield to these times, or do we
7: resist? I think that if you if you feel that I think that we we always we're in a war, uh, and in a war you must uh, you must. Um, resist where the bible calls us soldiers the bible says that we are equipped with armor and that armor is not honest that we run away right Uh, it's honest that we would stand and fight but we stand and fight for what Uh, we don't stand and fight for a political philosophy or ideology we stand and fight for king and kingdom and the word of god and we do this in the uh in the spirit so i think in a general sense i would say that we I don't know exactly what this person is referring to. Are they referring to a political resistance, uh, marching around spiritual the capital. I don't know, physical, yeah. but I think from our position, we would say that we resist, but we resist in the spirit. That's where our authority is going to to uh, to be at. But I could quickly go back to that lady's uh, question. I think you have you do have to have spiritual men, but they're living in in, in physical bodies, and you do get um, people's intellect and their flesh involved. It kind of filters through sometimes, and you can have difference of opinions. Um, even though I mean look at Barnabas and, and um and Paul. Mm-hmm. They had different mm-hmm. opinions about John Mark. They're both spiritual godly men, um, but they had a different opinion about an issue mm-hmm. um that they were dealing with. So it's to the not,
0: point that they separated for it, a period right. of time. I yeah, mean it's like, you know what, we we are so on uh, and, and different positions of this I tell you what you go your way I'll go my way and maybe someday we can work this out right so.
7: and at the end of Paul's life it turns out that Paul was actually wrong about John Mark because then right. at the end he asked please send John Mark he's good he's profitable and obviously Barnabas made him that way so Paul wasn't right in the situation eventually it was uh, fixed um, so I think that um, that the spiritual people also live in a, a body of flesh which can which can alter our opinions from me yeah, well, from each other
3: When I went into the poll, I'm going to be honest with you, the guy who said, I will try to pass a law in this country that makes uh, abortion legal Mm -hmm. from conception to birth. I can't vote for that. I just cannot vote for that. I don't know
8: how anybody that says that they are a follower of Christ could. Yeah. I really don't understand it. They really need to. D- didn't themselves. he? D-
7: didn't he also say that uh, Biden that if he's elected, that he will shut the entire nation down for one hundred days after he's elected, and then also he would push through in the first hundred days push through what's called the Equality Act. Yeah, he w- had which,
0: said the Equality Act, which
7: yeah. was which would invade every every church in the uh, yeah in the country. Yes. Well, will.
0: and one of the key things that they they are not talking about the freedom of expression of religion they're talking about the freedom of religion so you have the ability you have the right to believe whatever you want you just can't go out into the public square uh, square and express yeah, they it. want to, to completely um, wipe the public square right. of any kind of religious and uh, I've, I've got a serious problem with that discussion so, resistance resistance mm-hmm. there resistance.
3: you go that's when give me my peach box yeah and i'll stand on the corner
0: uh, and- i've Steve could be I've an apple crate, crate room, okay. it could be a peach box. Steve and I have been talking about this for several years. The moment that happens, I'm almost certainly getting arrested. So I, I tend to be a loud mouth, so the police will absolutely no. hear me. Hey, just, <laughs> it's early in the morning. Shocked.
3: All right, we got to get a final break uh, in. Let's do that. Don't forget about my friends over at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Uh, they're waiting for you to come by at 3000 Kavanaugh. Stop by. You know, you'll love uh, talking to Eric Coleman. Uh, the guy is, uh, he knows everything there is, I think, to know about colored gemstones and and uh, diamonds. The uh, first thing he's going to tell you, don't buy a diamond on the internet. Don't matter what, how much money you think you're going to save, it's probably because it's not a real diamond, probably because it's being faked out in, in China somewhere. And they're pretty good at it now. They even put those little numbers that you can only see under a microscope on their fakes as well. To even fake out the gemologist but they can't fake out eric i'm just telling you that you go see eric he's got a bunch of loose diamonds that you can look at and uh and get one that'll fit into the mounting that you want to use and he'll make uh, a ring uh for your other that will be absolutely unique to that purpose uh that person that's hillcrest designer jewelry do it now i mean in all honesty, we're only like a month away from Christmas. We're getting that close. It's getting there. I know. I just ruined your day. Uh, but we are getting close to Christmas, and you need to get all your order into the pi- pipeline to make sure it's done on time. Hillcrest Designer Jewelry 3000 Cavanaugh here in Little Rock. All right. Coming back with you. Don't forget it's 6 o'clock tonight. Uh, The 6 o'clock hour of the Dave Ellswick Show. I got some information from uh, Evelyn Gomez, uh, the uh, head of the uh, Pulaski County Election Commission. I'll bring you up to date on that. As well as today in 1975, uh, a ship sank on the Great Lakes. And uh, it became a very famous song. And we will play the song and we'll remember what happened. Because it was big news. I mean was like led to news on you know abc nbc cbs when they did news yeah right, <laughs> right. I'm, just, I'm just saying
0: all right it was a big big story and all while, right and while dave remembers that like it was yesterday i was two so i don't Yeah, 1975 yeah.
3: i
7: was uh 22 yeah right. 22 you were years college at that yeah point. i
3: was in college i was five
7: i was okay. t- i was ten God. Whippersnapper. I mean,
3: young whippersnappers, man, right, man. I'm yeah. telling you, young whippersnappers. Okay, my name's Michelle, and this is my first time writing to your show. Thank you for the Bible guy segment. I enjoy it so much and try to listen weekly. I like to ask the Bible Guys what they believe the end-time generation, the remnant, looks like.
0: Mm. <laughs>
7: Do I dare say, look around? I was
0: going to say. <laughs> I
3: think Billy's about to say, look out the window.
7: Yeah. What she said the end time. She's about to talk about the church, right? That's I, what I I'm think.
3: assuming she says I asked this because it seems like we are headed in that direction right now, and so I thought that
7: perspective might be helpful. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, well, um, yeah, I think that the um, really it depends on your eschatology, but um, if you I think most people look at the Book of Revelation and kind of see things in there and saying that's the way things look at the end. And if you take that approach, um, there is a description of people in the uh, in the Book of Revelation that I think would uh, epitomize what we would call a end time uh, church. By the way, the pastor used a big Greek word.
3: Uh, you may wonder <laughs> what he said. He said eschatology. That is the study of future things.
7: That's right. That's right. Um, the book of revelation tells us um uh, I'm, i could quote it for you but i would like to uh i'd like to read it it's um let me see here uh if you can just bear with me just a second i think i should be able to find it pretty quickly here um it tells us here um what does it tell us yeah here it is. <laughs> Okay. Uh, it mentions this, I think, three or four times. I'm just, I just pulled up one here that I found really quickly. Um, it says, that here are the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so there's a distinguishing mark several times in the book of Revelation. It talks about the group that makes the, the beast angry, the group that causes the beast to chase them, The these people. It, it continually says those who keep the commandments of God and have the faith of jesus so i think that if i was to speak kind of generically here i would say one of the things that's going to be an outstanding characteristic of the remnant or the end time church are people who who uh who are christians who believe in jesus but also who who keep torah who follow uh who follow the law of god right now we have most of christianity that rejects the law of god right but i think there's a group rising now and increasing in number who say you know what we can actually walk and chew gum. We can actually be empowered by Jesus to keep Torah, right. to follow the uh, the law. Uh, and I said that's just one uh, example of several instances of that same reference. Those who do those two things at the end of time.
8: I need to remember, the, and the word that was used there was remnant. So when we look at all the things that are going on, if you just wanted, let's talk specifically about our nation. There's a remnant, and as Billy alluded to earlier about the Abraham's prayer, if he finally concluded his prayer prayer with Lord, if there be but ten. Could he save Sodom and Gomorrah? So there's always talking going to be... talking about
3: Abraham at that point, right? Correct. Right. Yeah, when okay. Abraham
8: was interceding for Sodom and Gomorrah with God. And <clears throat> so there's always just going to be a remnant. There's never been this overwhelming majority. I mean, as soon as Moses died, Israel went backsliding faster and they could run down the hill. So there's always just been a remnant. So what's it going to look like? Um, we will have to kind of wait and see. Uh, do we think that... It sure looks like the environment is being set up those times um, but we would just kind of have to wait and see
3: isn't that time already here i mean look at the schism in the christian church mm-hmm. right? yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean my goodness i mean i i can tell you if i sat down in some churches i'd wonder if
0: they were christian at all
7: yeah yeah, yeah.
0: i mean technically you've been in the end times for the last two thousand years True. Um, um the moment the messiah ascended uh, the end times began. Now, um, w- what we really want to focus on as um, people who are living 2,000 years after that is what do those final seconds on the holy clock look like? And um, I, my personal opinion is that we're there. Uh-huh. So, yeah.
8: the, Well, the phrase, it's not so much the end times. Peter quoted it when uh, when he quoted Joel mm-hmm. when he said, in the last days that God would pour out a spirit upon our mm-hmm. flesh. Right. There's a teaching um, that the rabbis gave that talked about the days of creation, that there would be two thousand or two days of chaos, uh, two days of Torah or the law of God, and then two days of Messiah. Right. And so the, the two days from creation to Abraham was about 2,000 years. The two days of Torah from Abraham until Jesus was about 2,000 years. And then the last days of Messiah would be now uh, from that time. That's why Peter could say that phrase, the last days, and then there will ultimately be the end times, which is a different different
3: phrase, and so yeah. I believe we're rapidly approaching that time mm-hmm. All right, so I want to take up one last topic on Saturdays now at Agape, mm-hmm. you guys are having uh, you know worship, you're keeping uh, the, the you know the holy day holy mm-hmm. all right I'm going to start attending. All right, because I think it's important, but I'm also going to attend on Sundays mm. because not every member of my family buys into what I'm trying to tell them about what's going on with uh, you know, you know, God says to keep
0: uh, you know Saturday holy. Yeah, it it actually made it onto the that big. Ten list, yeah. <laughs> really right. didn't make it onto that big well, list yeah. of ten. So it,
8: it actually, I think, goes along with how I view things um, in from an eschatological perspective. Ooh, yeah, yeah. How'd you like that? Look at yeah. you yeah. use so that word. There's
3: a you even pronounced every syllable. <laughs> there's a
8: rabbi. There's a rabbi in Israel that says the reason they know the Messiah is coming is because the Gentiles are starting to keep Torah. Right. Oh, and wow. we've always believed that the the Torah and the Messiah is going to come back together as a one new man. And we're starting to see Gentiles see the importance of Torah, and the rabbis are starting Quick to see side. Quick question. Messiah.
3: Do I need to wear one of those caps? No. no. Okay, I just asked. You can wear I your baseball know. cap if you want. I don't know. Well, I'll wear this hat. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for coming in. We'll see you again next Tuesday at 7 o'clock here on the Dave Elspick Show. six o'clock man I've been promoting uh, all this morning about something historically that happened in 1975 uh, when I was a young man and it was a huge huge news story and I had asked uh, Heidi to pull the song down from YouTube and then there's a instead of playing that I sent you an email You, you have my email that I sent to you I mean you can play that you can play that right off of uh the email that I sent to you and it it's it's kind of really cool how do you going to like this when you bring it up it didn't come to you Oh it did come okay finally got to you uh, and it's a newscast about the story of uh, a ship called the Edmund Fitzgerald that that was a a, a huge huge story it was a one of the biggest iron ore haulers uh, back in, in the 60s and 70s. And it left the port uh, on this day in 1975. It was out on Lake Superior, and uh, they had been talking with some other ships, and nothing was wrong. Absolutely nothing was wrong. And then all of a sudden, it fell off the radar. It was just like it didn't exist any longer and 29 men lost their lives it was the biggest loss of life ever on the Great Lakes uh, up to that time and I think since that time nothing like this has happened Uh, they have found the Edmund Fitzgerald they found it on you know the bottom of the the lake in two pieces and they believe that it snapped in in half because somehow the cargo of iron ore got out of uh, being balanced and that a big wave hit it because uh, the guy said, uh, the captain said, this is some of the roughest seas I've ever seen, and they believe he was hit by a big wave, and it snapped the ship in half. But here, here I'll let you listen to the story, and then the song that spurred from this story.
1: An air and sea search is continuing for possible survivors of the Edmund Fitzgerald, a 729-foot ore carrier. Which apparently broke apart and sunk last night on Lake Superior. The ship and its 29 man crew vanished in a storm with 80 mile an hour winds and wave heights up to 25 feet. All that has been found is an oil slick and some debris. The
6: legend is from the Chippewa down up the Big Lake, the cold, sugar Mint The lady said never gives up for dead when the skies of November turn to mid. With the load of iron ore 26,000 tons more than the headman that fixed her old weighed empty. That big ship and big shipping true as a bung when the gales of November gave her land. ship was the pride of the American side Coming back from some mill in Wisconsin As the big breeders go, it was bigger than most With a growing good captain well-seasoned Concluding some terms with a couple of steel firms When they left all loaded quickly went. And later that night when the ship's bell rang And it'd be the north wind they'd been feeling. of November I'm stealing Up to feed ya. a.m. main hatch, we gave him his said, bellows. It's been good to know ya. The captain wired in he had water coming in, and the big ship anchor was in peril. And the later that night, when his life's been in the wreck of the Edmund the Fitzgerald. To to I along and no problem. But it looks so the that we have that it's uh, fairly certain that this girl uh, went down. Does anyone know where the love of God goes with the waves turn minutes to hours? Well. The searchers are say they whitefish did, did. Fifteen more miles behind her. They might have split up, or they might have size, They may have broken over water. And all that remains is the faces and the names of the wives and the sons and the daughters. I know I'm having my Good uh, vision. I had it going right on.
1: Uh, exactly ten miles ahead of us. I have been
6: always making out with his father, and then he said he was holding his own, I have uh, contact after that. Like you're on low, Sibyllian scenes, in the rooms of their ice water mansion. Oh, Michigan's team's like a young man's dreams, the islands and days are the sportsmen.
3: that song came out just about a year uh, after the ship went down it was a number 1 song for a couple of weeks big song by uh, gordon lightfoot canadian singer and uh, it, it it just tells the whole story really good good song and that happened back in 1975 it was a true historical event and it it, it it had big news you know coverage uh at the time just think about that that ship was over 200 yards long that's a big 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 ship just so you think about it i have no i have no idea i i, I used to be able to tell you how many pound how many tons of iron ore it was carrying i i don't remember what that was now but it was a huge amount and it was on its way to Cleveland, uh to one of the, the steel uh companies, and when this tragedy happened and it made national news and for us who uh were alive at the time it was a big story for a day or two and uh front page news on uh, the Chicago Tribune, I remember that. Uh it was uh, it was a terrible thing uh uh thing that uh, happened. Okay, I'm I'm looking, I just got something today that I'm uh, looking at what's going on here. Uh, Bruce Westerman, Congressman Westerman, will be with us tomorrow at 7.35. So I'm glad uh, that we uh, have uh, have him. So keep that in mind. So 7 o'clock tomorrow, we'll have uh, Congressman Hill. And then 7.35, we'll have Congressman Westerman. And it'll be interesting. I, I want them to talk about the changes that have occurred in the House and what that means for uh, Nancy Pelosi and the Republicans and things of that nature because quite a few um, seats were added by the Republicans uh, to that uh, Democratic uh, majority that they had. Uh, they they trimmed it down uh, quite a bit. So uh, tomorrow we'll talk to them uh, about all of that as well as Duck and uh, – Joe will be here to talk about cars in the six o'clock hour tomorrow, and uh, in the in the six a.m. hour, I, I don't know exactly what we'll have for you, um, but I'm I'm putting things together as as we speak, so I'll let you know what how all that that works. So here on the Dave Ellswick show, uh, I have some information that I wanted to pass on to you. Uh, this from Evelyn uh, Gomez. Uh, from the uh, Pulaski County uh, Election Board. They had 2,500 ballots they looked at last night. Now, they'll be calling races Friday evening, but just letting you know where they're at right now. 2,500 ballots, 1,167, no, don't count. Recorded no by clerk. 206 yes count presented an id so they presented their id and they know that that person was the person supposed to be uh, voting 1602 yes counted no id but optional voter verification so they were able to meet uh, things like birth date address things of that nature Four yes, count from designated bear stack, which Fogelman told us that we should count all, and uh, no, we didn't. So uh, that's that's where they're at right now uh, on on all of this of of how many they're going to count and how many they're not going to count. That will go a long way to deciding uh, races like Servillo and uh, uh, Carlton Wing. I I, uh, was in touch with Carlton Wing and uh, it is a really close race. He's leading, uh, but it is less than 100 votes he's leading by. Now, also understand that the military ballots haven't come in uh, either. And those typically uh, will tip towards uh, red, so uh, keep that in mind. So there's still more counting to be done, uh, but we should know hopefully by the end of the week uh where those races are standing at and i'm i'm asking all this information to keep it out in front of you because transparency uh, is uh you know the way that you keep things from getting ugly uh you want to make sure that everything's transparent so that we know uh that uh, we're getting the the truth in the in the end so that's, that's where everything stands at right now as far as that's concerned. All right, I'm going to go ahead and get on a break in right now because we got to do that, and then we'll come back and uh, there's more to talk about. There's more information coming out of Arizona. Uh, I think there's some more stuff I think I saw coming up from Nevada. So we'll bring you up on the latest on the election uh, here on the Dave Ellswick Show, one oh one one FM. All right, let's get to uh, a segment uh, right before we go to the bottom of the hour news. So uh, Steve joins us on the phone. We understand he's a police officer here in the area.
1: Hi, Steve. How are you? Good morning, Dave. That's correct. I am an LEO uh, here in Little Rock. I appreciate you taking my call. I appreciate all you do, sir.
3: Well, thank you. And uh, what did you want to talk about?
1: Well, uh, first off, I'm I'm concerned. Obviously, I think as we all are, but uh, you know more so being a police officer. Obviously concerned with a potential regime change, uh, meaning a, a defunding of our um department and uh what the potential uh fallout would be from that i mean we need the money that we have dave i think you can agree on that i mean we don't need to defund the police but maybe more funds for the police might be a better idea
3: yeah i go along with that i when uh, stewart was a police chief i supported a lot of the things that he wanted to do because i thought he had your all's interests uh, in, in 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 his mind, and I thought they were the yeah. best interest for the city.
1: Agreed, agreed. Don't don't just go along with it, though, Dave. Uh, I'd like you to agree with it and actually feel that way. When you say you just go along with it, it's like, oh, I'm going to agree with you, whatever you say, but uh, I don't agree with it myself. That's how I kind of feel, and I feel like it is a little bit combative, and I, and I don't really appreciate that 100%, sir. No, it's, I'm not being combative at all about it. Well, I'm, you are right now, and you just are right now a little bit but it's okay i i appreciate that uh, you know we're all a little bit fired up right now but just please respect me allow me to dictate the conversation here and stop trying to take uh, control of it please sir
3: well i don't dictate I, I i'm let you be part of my show all right so you're not you dic- let me excuse yeah, me you it. let me be a part i'm a police
1: officer sir i'm a police officer so thanks for your call All right. I don't know where
3: you came from. I don't know what you think, Uh, but it's called the Dave Ellswick Show. You called me to talk about the election, which you pivoted from to take up on another issue. So, you know, at that point, I let you go. I mean, uh, I have to make the calls about my callers. And uh, at that point, you're going to become combative. I'm not going to sit here and argue with you on the air. It's just not going to happen. It isn't going to happen. All right. Uh, Here's an update to the Arizona vote count uh, posted last night showing the gap between the two presidential candidates shrinking even more. Overall, Joe Biden now leads in the state by 14,746 votes down from 16,952 votes on Sunday afternoon. That puts President Trump with about within about half a percentage point from Biden with approximately 61,500 ballots left to be counted. I'm just looking through here Secretary of State Katie Hobbs reminded voters the ballot cure process deadline on November 10th, is fast approaching. The latest batch of votes, which included those from Maricopa County, shows President Trump did not perform as well as he needed to. Trump took 49.2% of 6,495 votes that were posted in Maricopa at 7 p.m. on Monday, with Biden taking 47%. That was far short of what Trump needed. To overtake Biden, he needs more than 60% of all the remaining ballots statewide. And, you know, all these people are saying, well, that's not possible. Well, they say it's possible for him uh, to be up, you know, hundreds, thousands of votes in the middle of the night uh, in Philadelphia, and all of a sudden a huge drop comes in and he's only up by 24,000 votes. So if that, if, if. Uh, Biden can do that well, then the president can do that well. So all those uh, uh, votes have to be uh, counted. No matter the outcome, the media was too quick to call the race for Biden in the Grand Canyon State, given the razor-thin uh, margin. And uh, the Trump campaign and the Republican National Committee filed a lawsuit in Arizona on Saturday over incorrectly rejected votes in Maricopa uh, poll workers struggled to operate the new voting machines in Maricopa County and improperly pressed and told voters to press a green button to override significant errors. Matt Morgan, Trump 2020 campaign general counsel, said in a statement. Uh, the result is that the voting machines disregarded votes cast by voters in person on Election Day in Mariposa, Maripoca County. Lawsuit is seeking the manual inspection of overvoted ballots that were cast in person the same way that elections officials examined overvoted ballots that were mailed in or dropped off. The Trump campaign press release states. So uh, we got uh, news coming up, so we got to get to that. And then I will be back with more here on the Dave Ellswick Show, more information for you. As I keep trying to tell you, election's not over until it's over. Keep that uh, keep that in mind. And uh, let's go ahead and take that break right now here. On 101.1 FM, The Answer. We continue on the last half hour of the Dave Ellswick Show today. Let me remind you, tomorrow, 7 o'clock, uh, we'll be talking to Congressman French Hill. Uh, he had his, uh, you know, re-election bid go the way that he was hoping it would go. And uh, he will join us uh, uh, here uh, tomorrow and we'll talk to Congressman uh, Westerman, Bruce Westerman as well, uh, to see what he has to say uh, about uh, the election. I'd like to know what they feel now that the Republicans had narrowed uh, the uh, the, uh, the the lead that the Democrats have in Congress, if that's going to cause some problems for them, because uh, you know they've got the left and they've got some people who consider themselves moderates, we're going to have to find out uh, how they're going to get around all of that, and and how does that play for the uh, uh, you know the chairman uh, Nancy Pelosi? So I want to remind you, I went back, I was giving you that information uh, from Evelyn Gomez. On those twenty five hundred ballots. And what that meant is that um, about eighteen hundred uh, were wrong. There was there was no, you know, signature or whatever. So they have been not counted. About eleven 1, hundred and sixty or take eighteen hundred have been counted, eleven 1, hundred and sixty seven were not counted out of the twenty five hundred because, as I go back and look, uh, it said uh, eleven hundred sixty seven. No, don't count uh, that they that they took because there was a there was something wrong with them. They were received by the clerk, uh, but they didn't meet uh, you know having an ID or an optional voter uh, verification or whatever. So without either one of those things you can't count the vote i mean that just makes sense you got to follow the rules to get your vote counted i just wish we would get uh, a little further down the way so that uh, we don't have to be waiting on till november 10th uh seven days afterwards to know uh, the cure these votes to know which ones can be counted and which ones cannot be uh be counted so that uh that that's out there, just so that you'll know. That is out there now, uh, for you to take a look at. Uh, I'm trying to find the latest information that I I have on all of uh, the things that are going on uh, about the election. John Solomon uh, talk, says uh, just the news uh, and the Rasm- uh, Rasmussen uh, poll: less than half in new poll believe that Biden is the lawful election winner. A third say uh, that Trump won. All right, so you'll want to keep uh, keep that in mind as far as that's uh, concerned, uh, as far as uh, that's uh, with John Solomon reporting. And uh, I don't know if you see John a lot on uh Fox Business News, Uh, at times he is there to do that. Uh, But we'll, you know, it's just something to look under. It says that uh, voters are divided on who legitimately won the 2020 election according to a new poll. Just under half of the 1,200 respondents, uh, or 49% believe, Democrat presidential nominee Joe Biden won. About a third, or 34%, said that President Donald Trump won. Voters were asked who they think legitimately won the presidential election. The vast majority of Democrats, 87%, chose Biden. The vast majority of Republicans, 77%, chose Trump. Some uh, 16 percent of respondents said they weren't sure, including a third of respondents who said they they're neither Republicans or Democrats. Uh, Majorities or pluralities of men and women in all age groups and races uh, chose Biden, except for those between the ages of 45 and 54. Biden has declared victory in the election, and many media organizations have projected that uh, he won. Trump, in his campaign, says the election is not over, citing possible voter fraud and unconstitutional measures in a number of states. As the legal battles play out, the folks at the Epic Times is not calling a winner. The poll was conducted by Just the News, Scott Rasmussen, from November 5th through November 7th. Most respondents were contacted online or via text. 168 were contacted by phone. Rasmussen said during the time of this survey, no television network or other news uh, source had formally called the race for Biden. About 51% of the 1,052 registered voters who said they voted November 3rd voted for Biden. 45% voted for Trump. The survey had a margin of error of plus or minus 2.8% uh, points. In another recent poll, 34% of respondents said the 2020 presidential election was either probably not fair and free or definitely not fair and free. That's 34% of the people who went to the polls. 34% said that the election was either or probably not fair and free or definitely not fair or free. A majority of voters favorable to Trump, 71%, chose one of the two options. Most Democrats say they believe the election was fair and free. Of those who said the election was probably or definitely not fair and free, 84% said they thought Biden benefited the most. These respondents were asked why specifically they thought the election was not fair and free. They could choose more than one answer. A majority chose mail-in voting fraud uh, led to widespread Uh, problems. A majority chose ballots were tampered with. A slim majority chose the media gave the candidates unequal media attention. Other options were state and local officials helped candidates. There was voter intimidation. There were online disinformation campaigns. Structural barriers were in place, such as mail-in voting restrictions. The U.S. Postal Service did not process All of the mail-in ballots and foreign actors interfered with the election process. The political morning consult poll was conducted November 6th through November 9th. They surveyed 1987 registered voters. The majority of the voters were surveyed after outlets called the race for Biden. The margin of error plus or minus 2% uh, in, in their poll. So it... I'm just telling you, it's not over. And even when it gets over, a third of the electorate doesn't believe it was a fair election. That's not good. Uh, we can definitely new, do better than that. If there's one thing that we have got to do uh, in this nation is to get our electoral, uh, you know, set up down to a position that, you know, maybe you get 5% of the people who think, well, no, we think that is... You know, they screwed it up or whatever. Uh but not you know, thirty plus percent of the people. That that's that's very, very concerning, at least to me it is. Because the one thing if you want to keep your republic you gotta do is that people gotta believe that when they go to the polls it means something. It doesn't mean that uh you know one side is cheating the other side out of uh, out of uh, out of the uh, the election when people start feeling that way uh then our republic will be gone, and even our democracy uh will be gone at that point if 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 you're one of those people who believe democracy uh is uh you know where we're at in our country which that's not what our founder said. Said that we had a you know a democratic republic that's totally different than a full scale, you know, Greece style democracy. We just don't have that. So uh, just something to to keep in mind as we as we move uh, forward uh, on counting all of this. Now today, uh, Pelosi refused to denounce socialism as she sought another term as speaker Uh, this is from fox just breaking house speaker nancy pelosi is refusing to denounce socialism as the left-wing ideology continues to drive a wedge within the democratic party and as she works to lock down enough support for another term as speaker Fox News had requested comments several times, including multiple phone calls to Pelosi's office with inquiries about whether she opposed the ideology and whether she would allow any self-described socialists elected in the Democratic caucus to hold leadership positions in the House of Representatives. Back on Friday, Pelosi acknowledged that there was, quote, a difference of opinion, unquote, among members of her caucus as a rift between moderates and progressives appears to have expanded following the 2020 election. Back in 2019, Pelosi insisted during a 60 minutes interview that socialism was not the view of her party. However, self-described democratic socialists have begun some of the most high pro- have become some of the most high profile members of the democratic party. For instance, Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont, who earned the second most delegates in both the 2016 and 2020 Democratic primaries, thanks socialist groups, quote, for their extraordinary efforts in helping to make Biden's victory possible. The subject of socialism is apparently becoming a growing concern among Democrats behind closed doors. A leaked recording from a Democratic caucus call showed Representative uh, Abigail Spangberger of Virginia, suggesting that socialism, in, in addition to defund the police rhetoric, rhetoric, were to blame for several congressional defeats, as their GOP opponents used that ideology as a bludgeon. "Quote: well, We want to talk about funding social services and ensuring good engagement in com- community policing. Let's talk about what we are for, and we." need to not ever use the words socialist or socialism ever again, she's heard saying in the recording obtained by the Washington Post. Because while people think it doesn't matter, it does matter. And we lost good members because of it, unquote. Uh, AOC, one of the most prominent Democrats in Congress, who identifies as a democratic socialist, appeared to swipe Spanberger's remarks on Twitter, quote, so the whole progressivism is bad, unquote, argument just doesn't have any compelling evidence that I've seen. When it comes to defund and socialism attacks, people need to realize these are racial resentment attacks. Racial resentment attacks. You're not going to make that go away, you can make it less effective. President Trump repeatedly attacked Joe Biden as being a Trojan horse for the socialist agenda, repeatedly citing the Democratic nominee's unity task force with Sanders, which he repeatedly referred to on the campaign trail as a manifesto. All right. Out of time. We got to take a break and then I'll come back with your final segment of this edition of the Dave Ellswick show. Last segment of the Dave Ellswick show uh, for the six o'clock hour. Uh, names that are being floated for the uh, for Biden's cabinet uh, are out. People are starting to say who they think should be where. And it's a who's who of uh, Democratic Socialists. Uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts as Treasury Secretary. Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont as Labor Secretary secretary Keith Ellison and Sally Yates as attorney general Senator Tammy Duckworth the Democrat of Illinois as VA secretary and then uh, Julio Castro to return in the Obama era post that he held as HUD secretary although Andrew Yang was also a, fa- uh, a favor a favorite however many people also specifically requested that Biden not have John Kasich as part of his uh, cabinet. I mean, he still says he's a Republican, right? So that uh, he'll probably not make it. But I, I thought that you'd be interested to hear some of the big names uh, of, of what they've been uh, saying here. All right, so uh, what's some breaking news right now that I can keep you up to date on and that you should be up to date on and I'm looking at Fox News right now Biden has now revealed if he is the 46th President of the United States what he intends to do about Trump's efforts on a number of issues so let me me run it down for you President elect, and I won't, I, I, I have all kinds of problems with that specific term. Uh, projected President Joe Biden plans on his first day in the White House to enact four executive orders, rolling back President Trump's efforts on a number of issues. Now, this came his campaign told Fox News this. The executive actions would include rejoining the Paris Climate Agreement. Now, let's let's get this right. He's going to put us into the Paris uh, Agreement again. We have cut our uh, pollution down by over ten percent. The Chinese and uh, the Indians don't even have to begin making any moves on theirs until, I think, 2026. Reinstating the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program, he wants to rejoin the WHO, the World Health Organization, and repeal Trump's travel ban targeting majority Muslim nations. The pledge came after several media outlets ...projected Biden as the winner of the 2020 presidential election. As of Monday, the Trump campaign vowed to continue challenging the results... ...citing issues with ballots and the counting process. A Supreme Court justice has gotten involved in in Pennsylvania. Things are tightening uh, in Arizona. Things are tightening in Nevada. Monday's news signaled the beginning of a longer effort... ...to undo a variety of policies pursued by Trump... Biden has vowed to repeal Trump's tax cuts, for example, and said that he would reverse the Mexico City policy, which Trump reinstated shortly after taking office in 2017. That policy restricts international funding for organizations that promote abortion. Other abortion-related policies and those weakening the Affordable Care Act will likely be on the chopping block in a Biden-Harris administration as well. The White House did not immediately respond to Fox's news request for comment. Biden's decision to reenter the WHO reflected, reflected a broader effort to combat the coronavirus upon taking office. Democrats have decried Trump's decision to exit the transnational organization in the middle of a pandemic. Trump has defended the move as a way to hold the organization accountable for alleged missteps during the pandemic. In an official move, the president-elect formed a coronavirus advisory board dominated by scientists and uh, and doctors. And uh, Fauci says he's not leaving his job after the 2020 election. Uh, and expects COVID vaccines by the end of the year. And we've heard that about Pfizer now. Pfizer is saying in their large uh, testing of a large group of people in the latter stages, they're seeing right now a 90% positive response uh, to the, uh, the virus. Understand that a good flu response on, uh, you know, a vaccine is uh, the best is 60 percent and they're saying now that this could be 90 percent it drove wall street right through the ceiling uh yesterday i I didn't see the final uh numbers yesterday at one time was up 1600 points over uh the vaccine and rightly so but then you got people like como uh in the in the uh, in New York, that says, you know, the bad part about it is it comes during Trump's presidency. No, the good part of it is hopefully we're going to have a vaccine that is very, very effective. And I think Como should should uh, not walk it back, but should apologize for saying that. In other words, he'd rather see people die and get this uh, disease than uh, it happening during the president's watch. Uh, it just really is. Uh, incredible uh, about that. So uh, just something to keep in mind. All right, again, let me remind you what's coming up tomorrow. Tomorrow, uh, 7.05, Congressman French Hill, 7.35 will be uh, Bruce Westerman. Congressman Westerman, talk to both of them. 6 o'clock tomorrow, Joe and Duck will be with us in the uh, 6 a.m. hour, I'll bring you up to date on everything about the elections. Groundhog Day all over again tomorrow in the first hour. So Dave Ellswick Show. Have a great evening. I'll see you at 6 a.m. tomorrow.
6: The legend lives on from the Chippewa down of the big lake they call Gitchagumi. Superior, they said, never gets up for dead when the gales of November come early.